Y'all know what I'm thinking about. You know what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about 189 years ago when folk didn't have a building like this. When they were out here under the trees. Are y'all here? I, I'm, I'm thinking about those folks who, who, who even back then they prayed for their children and they prayed for their they prayed for us. Put their lives in danger for us. I thank God. I thank God every day. I don't apologize for being noisy. <laughs> I'm just a part of the noisy crew. I've got something to be noisy about. God has brought us. I say he has brought us. He brought us from a long, long way. Psalm 73. Truly. God is good to Israel, even to such are of clean heart. But for me, my feet were almost gone, my steps and well nigh slipped. For I was envious of the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For well, there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not troubled as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore pride compasseth them about as chains. Violence covereth them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness, they have more than heart, their hearts could wish. They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression that they speak lawfully. They set their mouths against the heavens and their tongues walketh through the earth. Therefore his people return hither and waters of full cups are wrung out of them. And they say, how doth God know? And is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Verily, I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocency. For all the day long I have been plagued and chastened every morning. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generations of thy children. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me until, until I went into the sanctuary, the sanctuary of God. Then, I understood yes, their end. It was too painful for me right. until I went 
into the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their end. I want to talk about that. I want to talk for a few minutes about this. I want to talk from this subject. Get me to the sanctuary. Get me to the sanctuary. Nearly 65, 70 years ago, before there was a 985, we used to travel on Beaufort Highway to go to Atlanta and Right on the other side of Buford, that was a little town called Rest Haven. Brother Eddie, you know where Rest Haven is. Rest Haven, it was amazing because by the time you realized you were in Rest Haven, <laughs> you were out of Rest Haven. <laughs> you could see the entrance sign and the exit sign <laughs> at the same time. But right beside those two signs, and this was always amazing to me, right beside the sign into Rest Haven and out, there was another sign that said Bird Sanctuary. Rest Haven. The Bird Sanctuary. And I was always confused by that as a child because in my mind, a sanctuary is this. In my mind, a sanctuary was, but this was a bird sanctuary. And what my parents taught us is that this place is a haven. It's a place where it is against the law for anybody to shoot or hum a bird. That's why they call it a bird sanctuary. It is a refuge where birds can come to. And if a bird can ever get to Rest Haven, <laughs> y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah, right over in the next county, they're killing birds over there. <laughs> they got chicken houses everywhere. They're killing them. Are y'all hearing me? But if they can just make it <laughs> in the Rest Haven, it's a bird sanctuary. It's a place where they will be safe. I come today to tell you that there is a place. Y'all ain't hearing me. Anybody ever needed a sanctuary? Any, anybody ever needed that place? Where I can go and I know that that is safety. This morning I, I want to bring up topic that most sanctified filled with the Holy Ghost folk never talk about never crosses their minds at least they won't admit it somehow save sanctified feel with the Holy Ghost folk we feel that to discuss certain things raise certain issues is a slap in the face of God so most of the time folk who are saved filled with the Holy Ghost Go to church every Sunday. Most of the time, from day to day, we hide our true feelings. With questions burning in our hearts. Questions are burning in our heart. And yeah, we're trying to let the world see us as strong Christians. 
got questions, but we can't let the world know that. Are y'all hearing me? After all, we are respected as seasoned saints in the faith. People look up to us. Some of us hold positions of leadership in the church. We can't ever come across that you're like there's something between me and God that just ain't right. So we put on this face. And we continue to walk around like everything is all right. To find ourselves keeping some of our innermost feelings and challenges, questions, we keep them to ourselves. But here is a psalmist who's willing to break out of the mold and put it on the line saying honestly just how he feels about God. He's being honest about how he feels about the way God does things. That's all right. He's speaking his true feelings and taking it to God. He's taking it right to God. Yeah, he's able, he's trying, and because he went to God with it, he was able to come out with some kind of resolve. Uh-huh. A resolve that assured him that God is still running things. Write that down. God is still running things and he and he alone will have the last word in this world. The 73rd Psalm is a song that is written by a man by the name of Asaph. And we learn in the book of 1 Chronicles that Asaph was a composer of sacred music. And he was appointed, you read, you study, you'll find that he was appointed by David to a leadership position. He was on the music staff in the temple. Uh-huh. So it makes sense that he's writing in this songbook here. But, but let's look at the words to this song that he wrote. The words to this song that he wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this song, church song, matter of fact, we don't see what we're used to seeing in a church song. So in a church song, we used to hear, and he's sweet, I know. <laughs> in a church song, we, we're used to hearing, he's a lily of the valley, he's a bright and morning star. But in this song, we don't see none of that. In this song, we can hear anger, and we hear envy in a church song. This anger that he has stems from the fact that he felt like God is not being fair. Come from the fact that he felt like yet yet God was not being fair to the very folk that he claimed to love. Because when he looked around from what he could see it seemed like the wicked folk were winning. He had a problem with that. When I look around, it looks like wicked folk are being blessed and wicked folk are living large. He had a problem with that. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, it seemed like they are faring better than I am. (laughs) Y'all hearing this? Although I'm spending all of my time and all of my effort committed to God's work and God's will, it just looks like they're living better than I'm living. So, in this song, 
heard him sing. This is the song he wrote. The word, really, let me just use Haynes' word. He's really saying, I'm sick of it. That's what he's saying. I'm sick of this. I'm not sure how long I can keep this up. Not sure how long I can hold on to God's unchanging hand. Listen to him. My feet were almost gone. My feet were almost, I almost stumbled. My steps were well nigh slipped. I'm the choir director. And my steps have almost slipped. Why? Because I was envious at the foolish. I was envious when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. And let me point, let let me help somebody right now. There's really never a reason, there's no need ever to be envious of the foolish. No need to be envious of the wicked. Because at any point you want to, you can be just as wicked and foolish as they are. (laughs) Are y'all hearing me? You don't have to envy them. You ain't got to envy foolish folk at any moment. Just turn to a fool yourself. You ain't got to, are y'all hearing me? You don't have to envy wicked folk because you got a choice. You can be as wicked as anybody else. I'm convinced, my brothers and sisters, that you can have anything that wicked folk have if you're willing to stoop as low as they're willing to get it. Y'all ain't hearing me. You, you can have whatever anybody else has got if you're willing to do what they do to get it. The problem is, this relationship I have with God, this relationship I have with God restrains me. Just some stuff I can't do. It, it restrains me. There are some things I just can't do because of the difference he has made in my life. But then he goes on to describe the things that he's seeing that causes him to feel this way. He said the wicked, the wicked, they, they live lavish lives. They don't struggle like we're struggling. He said, they're they're not godly. They live all of their lives taking advantage and mistreating other folk. They lay down at night without ever being reckoned with. They are not in pain or agony. They are not suffering. They just lay down at night and, and, and just, just as peacefully as they want to. Asap is saying, I got a problem with that. I'm trying to live right. I'm trying to do the right thing. And look how they live. Are y'all hearing me? Looks like at least God it looks like at least they ought to suffer a little bit. <laughs> Living is wicked there. Yeah, are y'all hearing me? And yeah, and not only that, God, and this is really what he's saying, I want to see them suffer. Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Y'all ain't hearing me, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 all I see is them having a good time. If they're suffering, I want to see it. <laughs> And then God, the other part of it is it really, 
we out here trying to testify for you. It really doesn't help our testimony. It doesn't help our testimony. Let's take it right out of the book. He says, because they are not punished, verse 6, because they're not punished for their wrong, they, they yeah, are punished for what they're doing, they feel like they can do whatever they want and get away with it. They are prone to violence. They, are, they, they incite people to violence. They, yeah, yeah, they, they tell other folk. Not only are they violent, they tell other folk to be violent. Just going and knocking down, I'll pay your bills. They, they tell, look. <laughs> they look for ways. They look for ways to start wars. They cancel peace treaties. Verse 7, their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than their hearts could ever wish for. They raise taxes on poor folk so they can give tax breaks to rich folk. It's in the book. It's in they are corrupt and they speak wickedly concerning the oppressed. They call oppressed folk weak folk. They talk down to folk. Verse 9, they are full of pride. Act like they created the world themselves, leaving God completely out of the picture. Verse 12, they are just wicked. And it seems like the more wicked they are, the richer they become. In verse 13, this is the choir director, <laughs> church member. He, he, he begins to unfold the real problem in verse 13. He says, here's the real problem. I, I'm the one who has decided to make you my choice. <laughs> I, I'm the one who has decided to live right. I'm the one who's decided to do my best in your service. And it seems like every time I turn around, there's another problem. Every time, oh, can anybody relate to what this man is saying? Seems like when I turn around, every day there's something else going on in my life. All, am I, God, all I want to know is am I doing all of this for nothing? And then on top of that, I'm a leader in the church. I'm a leader in the temple. I'm leading other folk. I, I, I'm leading other folk. They, 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 yeah, I, I, I'm in a position where I got to keep them lifted up. Listen to Asaph. He says, I'm the one who get up every Sunday morning telling everybody else to clap your hands and telling everybody, are y'all here? I'm the one that's trying to draw everybody else into worship. So I got to keep lifting 15. So I got to keep lifting my hands and singing praises to you. Because if I tell them what I really think, somebody's going to stumble. Y'all ain't hearing me. 16, but when I sat down and tried to make sense out of this, it seemed to be more than what I could bear. When I sit down and really thought about this whole thing, I'm working for you, and it just seemed like nothing's coming my way, but the wicked are getting worse, and they're getting everything. He said, I was just about to give it up until... Somebody shout. That's a shout. Right Un until. Until. 
deal. <laughs> Until I went into the sanctuary. Until I went into the sanctuary of God. Until I went into the presence of God. Ahab said, when I, when I went into the sanctuary, it helped me put things in perspective. It helped me line things up. Ahab is saying to us that, that there's something about showing up in the presence of God that helps us get things in order. Something about showing up. That's why you keep showing up here on Sunday morning. Uh, something about showing up in the presence of God that helps me put things in order. It lets me see further than right now. In the sanctuary. You get a chance to see how this thing is going to end up. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. Uh, that's the jump you got on the other folk. You, you know how this thing is going to end up. Yeah, you see, you can't judge a book by just looking at the first page. Are y'all hearing me? You, you, you can't judge a movie when you walk out in the middle of it. You, you got to see the whole thing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In order to make it, in order to make a proper assessment, you've got to see it out to the end. That's why our four parents were able to look beyond cruelty. They were able to look beyond all of the injustice that they had to face on a daily basis. They looked beyond that and they kept right on singing, I believe I'll run on and see what the end's going to be. I, I know there's something at the end that's waiting for me. I, I wonder if I got one witness in the house that there's something about showing up. Something about being in the presence of God. Something about showing up on Sunday morning. Something even about zooming into his presence. Y'all ain't hearing me. You hear people, you see it on the news all the time, people who go in the workplace and they shoot up everybody. Just go in there and shoot up everybody. And they, they go in, they killing vote, they shooting up everybody. You're sitting there looking at it and while you're looking at it in the back of your mind, you know what? I've been that mad myself. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. Oh, go on and be honest. Go on and be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know it's a terrible thing. And, and pray to God that you'll never get there. But you hear a folk going in. They're mad. Somebody done fired them. Somebody made them mad. Somebody, and they shot up everybody. And in the back of your mind, you're saying, you know what? <laughs> that could have been. Is there any honest folk in there? That could have been me. The only difference in me and them is the time I spend in the presence of God. The time I spend in... Y'all ain't hearing me. Thank God for the sanctuary. 
thank God for the saints. Oh, when I come into the sanctuary, we broaden my perspective. It, it, it is in the sanctuary that I am reminded. Oh, yeah, I hear reminders from the word of God. Whenever I can show up in the sanctuary, when I come into the sanctuary, I hear stuff like fret not yourself because of evildoers and don't be envious of wrongdoers because they will soon be cut off. When I show up in the sanctuary, I, I hear things like there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof leads to death. And yeah, I come in the sanctuary, I hear somebody say, Weeping might endure for a night. But y'all hearing me? Joy comes in the morning. I go into the sanctuary and I'll hear somebody say, Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he will strengthen thine heart I go to the sanctuary and somebody will tell me that if God be for us then who can stand against us it is in the sanctuary that I hear somebody say they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they will mount up on wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. It's all in the sanctuary. It's in the sanctuary yeah, that I am reminded uh, that when it's all over, yeah, I shall wear a crown. I shall behold his face. All of that goes on uh, right here yeah, in the sanctuary. Yeah. Y'all ain't hearing me. Well, uh, that's almost the end of my little sermon. But I got to remind somebody that the sanctuary is bigger than what we're in right here. I got to remind somebody that the sanctuary is a whole lot bigger than these four walls. Y'all ain't hearing me. You see, if my sanctuary, yes, uh, is limited to 4700 Church Street, there are going to be some times when I need him most that I can't make it yeah, to 4700 Church Street. Y'all ain't hearing me. But I heard Jesus tell a woman uh, at the well one day, yeah, there will come a time uh, when you won't have to be in a certain place because they who worship me, yeah, they'll worship me uh, in spirit yeah, and in truth. So my goal uh, is not to get to the building. Yeah. My goal uh, is not to get to 4700 Church Street. Yeah. Y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah. As a matter of fact, yeah, wherever I am, yeah, y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah. Wherever I am, yeah, I look toward heaven uh, when I need him most. Uh, and I say, Lord, uh, prepare me yeah, to be a sanctuary. Yeah. And holy, yeah, pride and true, yeah, and with thanksgiving, uh, I'll be uh, a living uh, sanctuary uh, for you. Y'all ain't hearing me, yeah. 
Jesus, I love this place. Sometimes I come in here all by myself and just worship God all by myself. I love to be here in this place. I love to hear my pastor's voice. Are y'all hearing me? But when that can't happen, I'm not cut off. I can still run to the throne. I wonder if I got a witness here. I can go to that place that he loved me. Are y'all hearing me? Wherever I am, wherever I be, I know that he loves me. He loved me so much that he gave his only begotten son. Wherever I am, I can just be reminded that his son gave his life. He gave his life for me. Wherever I am, I can just be reminded that he died for my sins. He died for your sins. But wherever I am, I don't have to be here. I can shout about the fact that the grave couldn't hold him down. But right early, right early, right early, Sunday morning, he got up, he got up, all power, all power is in his head, yes, 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 me get to that place that place of communing with him just let me get to that place it gets tough sometimes it get rough sometimes and I, I, I sometimes have to take devil you better give me your best shot because if I can just get to my sanctuary it all turns around it all turns around and I find myself in his holy presence. If you don't know that place, if you don't know that place, you need to get to know that place. This world is trying to tear you down. This world is trying to destroy you. And if you don't have a sanctuary, if you don't have that place of peace, that place where you can go and you and reason with God. I mean one-on-one. -on -one. I ain't talking about with a crowd. I'm talking about one-on-one. -on -one. You need that sanctuary. You need that place. I almost slipped until, until I went into his presence. I went into the sanctuary. If you're here in this place, if you're here in this place, you, you don't know him. You've not accepted him. You, you need to find that place. 
that place of sanctuary. You, you need that place. And right now, I want to give you the opportunity. I want to give you the opportunity to come. If thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. He'll turn your life around right now, wherever you are. You didn't come here for this, but I want you to know he's waiting on you. He's spoken to your heart today. And today you ought to be, you ought to be moving this way. Somebody ought to be moving. Amen. Amen. This is his invitation that you may come to give your life to him. The Bible declares that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. We are inviting you to come at this moment. Jesus, keep me near the cross. Come on, come on. That this is the moment that you turn your life over to Him.
if you know him, bow your head and pray. And if you have a relationship with Jesus, bow your head and pray. For those of you who do not, I want to let you know that the people of God are praying for you in this time of decision. Bible simply says, believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Don't take understanding, it just takes belief. Believe that Jesus is the Lord of all. The church is praying for you, amen. The church is praying for you. The church is praying for you. If you don't have your relationship, the people of God are praying for you. The invitation of God is for you. you are with him and he is with you. Amen. The clerk is coming for those who have come. Give God praise for us. Give God praise for us. Amen. Just Ethel, pastor of assimilation, will be with you. Colin Brooks. We have one who has come for prayer. The Bible declares that we should always pray and faint not. 
tells us also somewhere else to pray without ceasing. Mm -hmm. The prayer is always in order. So we're going to ask our own cell pastor, Pastor Barnett, to come and pray for us and pray for our brother. Amen. 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 For those who, for those who feel a need for prayer, we want you to come too. Come on. Come on, come on, amen. That's right, that's right. That's right, that's right. Lord, we call it on you, on the God of heaven, 
Because Lord, there's pain everywhere. There's frustration everywhere. Lord, who else can we turn to? Who else can we count on? Who else, Lord, has delivered us, Lord? Who else have the, the words of Lord, help us today, Lord. Everyone that came down today, Lord. I don't know what they came for. But you know what they came for, Lord. So, Lord, help them. Help them today, Lord. Reach down inside of them, Lord, and give them what they need. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. If you just open up to Jesus right now, he will give you what you need. And Lord, we'll give you all the glory. Yes, Lord. And we'll give you all the praise, Lord. All the, the gentleman came down with the baby, Lord. Lord, I don't know, Lord, but you know. Help him, Lord. Help him, Lord Jesus. Help him, Lord Jesus. And whatever he came down for, Lord, help him, Lord Jesus. And we'll give you all the glory. And we will give you all the praise, Lord. Now help us to let it go, to help us to leave it at the altar today, Lord, and walk away free indeed. Free indeed. It's in your name, Jesus. We give you all the glory. And we give you all the praise. It's in Jesus' name we pray today. Amen and amen and amen. the Lord in his house. Yeah, yeah. Let's give him praise. 
in his house. We thank God for this day. Thank God for his word. Thank God today we have a baby to dedicate. And we thank God for baby dedications because that means we're going to be around here for a while. And by the way, that baby that you just saw a moment ago brought up, that is my great, great nephew. Amen. <laughs> brand new, brand new baby. Amen, amen, amen. You all, you all heard me say last Sunday when I was baptizing that my prayer is that before I leave this world, all of my nieces and nephews, great nieces and nephews, that all of them are going to be saved. I, I used to pray that I could baptize them all, but I, I'll let that go. <laughs> I just want to see them all saved. I, I'll baptize all of them I can. But that is, that, that's, that's the baby. Uh, how old is he? Two, um, a month old, two? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a brand new baby. <laughs> and we just thank God for it. We have now a blessing for Skyland. Is that right? Skyland? Joy Crawford, y'all bring that baby. Amen. Look at Grandma running. Look at her. Look at her. <laughs> amen. Amen. Y'all bless the Lord in this house. Bless the Lord in this house. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, bless the Lord. Oh here, y'all y'all get this y'all get some chairs here. <laughs> what a blessed baby. <laughs> all right, all right. My mama. What a blessing, what a blessing, what a blessing. What a blessing, what a blessing, what a blessing. Amen. This, this, is, this, is what, this is what makes family work. This is, this is what makes it work. It would be a terrible thing to have to try to raise a baby by yourself. But when you got this kind of support system, this baby going to be just fine. <laughs> this baby is going to be just fine. And we are so grateful to God. So grateful to God to have this opportunity to have this family here. Long time family. I, I, I'm trying to remember, did I bless you, baby? Yeah, I bless. That's right, I bless Mama. <laughs> Same outfit, all right. That's, that's being real thrifty there. <laughs> amen, amen. But we thank God for parents, grandparents, great-grandparents. We just thank God for this picture here. It's going to take all of us. In the world we're living in right now, it's going to take every one of us, all of us teaming together to do what God has ordained for this child. Let us hear the word of the Lord as it comes to us in Deuteronomy 6, 6 and 7. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. Thou shalt teach them diligently to your children. Shall talk of them when thou sittest in the house, 
when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou rise up. This is the commandment of God, that we should diligently rear our children in the most holy faith. In obedience to this command, these parents bring their child to present her to the Lord. The precedent for this ceremony is found in Scripture, as in the presentation of Samuel by Hannah and Jesus by Joseph and Mary. Paul reminded us that Timothy, he reminded Timothy that from a child he had known the Scriptures. Jesus considered all of the little ones infinitely precious. And he said, suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. The purpose of baby dedication is really found in the purpose of parents. And rightly understand, these parents understood, these parents are committing themselves to bring this child up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. If the parents are not committing to that, then this ceremony has no meaning. But this child is surrounded by those who are committed to bring her up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. To all who are assembled, those who are all with us today, if it be your desire and your intention to present Skyland Joy Crawford to the Lord and pledge yourselves to bring her up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, Please answer, we do. We do. Do you hear this day? Recognize this child as a gift of God. And give heartfelt thanks to God for this blessing. If so, your answer is, we do. We do. Do you hear this day? Dedicate this child to the Lord who gave her to you. If so, your answer is, we do. We do. Do you hear this day? Promise to keep this child for every possible benefit and give her every possible benefit of home, of school and of church. If so, your answer is, we do. We do. Do you hear this day? Ask God's blessing on her life. To God to guide and direct her throughout all of her years. If so, your answer is, we do. We do. Amen. Let us pray for this baby. Amen. Amen. Scholar, my little friend, precious. Hey, he did. Y'all bless the Lord for this child. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you, dear God, for what you are doing in this place. Father, we thank you, dear God, for longevity. For, dear God, I've had the opportunity now to bless her mother. I've had the opportunity now to hold this child in my hands. And I thank you, dear God, for that opportunity. Now, Father, I thank you for these families. For family members, dear God, who know how serious it is to bring a child not only into the world, but to carry a child, walk with this child through this world. Thank you, dear God, for the love that they all have for her. Now, Father, my prayer is that you will encamp your angels around about her to keep her in all of her ways. In the world like the one we're living in now, we need you, dear God. We need you, dear God, every step of the way. So watch over her. Keep her, guide her, keep her safe. Thank you, dear God, for parents and 
grandparents and great grandparents. We thank you, dear God, that you have surrounded her with love. Father, we have no idea what you have purpose for her life, but you know. And my prayer is that every purpose and every plan that you have for her, you will bring into pass. And in everything you do, Father, we will give you all of the praise. We will give you all of the glory. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 She, she ready to start pulling my beard now, y'all. <laughs> amen. 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 Y'all bless the Lord. Yeah. Baptist Church on North Polk Street in Athens, Georgia. Uh, Reverend Allison Henderson Brooks is going to come preach for us this afternoon. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we ask all of you, if you will, to come back and share with the church family together. If you would just stand on your feet. Time to go. I want to just remind you, too, we don't do this much, and he won't say anything, but this month is a month for pastor's appreciation. Amen. Pastor's appreciation is month of October. We have a pastor support staff. I want to first of all thank God for them because they do uh, exceedingly abundantly above anything that the pastor could ever ask. Amen. They give and want to thank God for them. I want to thank God for all of you. And so if you if, if you have uh, email or phone number, you just send them a text and encourage our pastor. Amen. Pastors, our pastor is a wonderful pastor. Amen. Yes, he is. Amen. God's great pastor. Amen. Amen. I get to share, I get to share, I get to share our pastor two ways. Our pastor is my father, and I don't do this much, but I want to thank God for both our relationship as father and son, but as also as pastor and son. Amen. Well, thank God for my my, my dad is uh, most of you don't know he's he's very famous. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you how. Um, because of what he did years and years showing up uh, at ball games and at academic events and uh, at places where my sister was in pageants and cheerleading competitions, somebody saw my father. And uh, they got rich off of what he did because they said, there goes 
the world's greatest dance. I want to thank God for that. <laughs> All the shirts and the t-shirts that you see, they will be called the market. Amen. He said, oh, the t-shirts. Amen. God be with you till we meet again. Amen. one day blameless before his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God be glory be majesty be dominion and authority may it be now henceforth and forevermore and the people of God said together www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give on cash app at dollar sign the church with zeal via the givelify app by mail to salem missionary baptist church p.o box 817 lilburn georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, GiveLify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church. 